All righty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number three of the NFL season. Uh, kicked off on uh, Thursday night with the Cleveland Browns taking care of business. They should be 3-0, and uh, but they're not 2-1 and instead. Uh, Nick Chubb showed what a great running back he is. And, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns could be in pretty good shape, Wiz, as they move through, in this, particularly in this division. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have some decisions coming uh over the next coming, uh, over the next coming weeks. Yeah, anytime you could, uh, you know, run the ball, that's a that's a big thing. <clears throat> and uh, they have two good running backs and really control the line of scrimmage on both sides. And uh, and that was the difference. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. If not for that heartbreaking, crazy loss to the Jets, uh, <laughs> it'll be two. Like you said, they would be a three and zero. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, what happens as the season progresses and just looking at this week where this is a difficult week there's so many players that you really don't know the status of uh, everybody now list uh, every player is questionable no matter what and it's just difficult to get a lot of transparency uh, when it comes to these injuries yeah it is and uh, we'll talk about a couple of games that are kind of moving around as a result of that I'll tell you a funny thing was that last play of the game in the Cleveland Pittsburgh game where Cleveland scored a meaningless touchdown, defensive touchdown. Um, it did have other fantasy impacts as well, where Claypool, I had read, was uh, I think the line was something like 35 and a half for him over receiving yards. He had 41 at that point in time. It was a loss of six on the play. If you had the over, you lost on that last play. Yeah, yeah, that was um, when it comes to these things. I never quite understand why they feel – you know, keep lateraling it backwards and backwards and backwards is the way to go. I mean, you got to train from that position. At least try and get up the field a little bit, then start with the laterals. Those things always end up with um, with a touchdown sometimes when they go back to their own end zone. So that was brutal. And, uh, and uh, just uh, just uh, the way that game ended, um, you got to feel, you know, that the Pittsburgh, I think, is going to make a change sooner or later, that quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I didn't know if you know this or not, Wiz, and we talked about this a little bit last week as well, uh, about defenses having a distinct advantage at the early part of the season. But so far, 67% of NFL games have finished it under, and there's only three lines this week that are actually over 50. So, you know, that's uh, that's the way the season is starting. And as you said, you, you throw on top of it you know, a lot of questionable players, players banged up. It's going to be an interesting week. Uh, I, and, and not to say that last week wasn't exciting. We had three incredible finishes with that Jet Brown, uh, Arizona, Vegas game, and, uh, and, and obviously the Miami-Baltimore game. There were some thrilling finishes, and hopefully uh, week three can deliver the same amount of excitement. So let's, uh, let's get to the DraftKings and, and, and the rankings part of this. I'll let you kick it off at quarterback this week, Wiz. Yeah, I'm going to make it short and sweet at quarterback. Um, uh, my play is going to be Kirk Cousins. I love him this week at 6,700. And my fave is going to be Kyla Murray at 7,300. The Rams seem to be the team that really gives him the most trouble um, and pressure right up the middle with that defensive line. I think it's going to be difficult <clears throat> considering that Arizona is just not at full strength. Again, we're not sure. Saturday, what the story is with James Conner, but for me, I'm playing Kirk Cousins and I'm feeding Calamari. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's hysterical. Is uh, we have the same two. I have one additional guy that I, that I'm playing, but I have the same exact uh, for the same exact reasons. Those are the two quarterbacks I've looked at. I did want to comment. It is kind of incredible in probably what's going to be unless they make the playoffs this year. The last matchup they play against each other is Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. Um, you know, the fact that the over-under in this game is 42-and-a-half, and I'm actually starting Mariota over Rodgers in a league. And, you know, it's kind of just crazy stuff. Uh, the, the other one quarterback, Wiz, and I think because of the injuries uh, is, is why I'm particularly going in this direction. But at 6,100, Tua, with all those injuries to Buffalo defense between Oliver being out and multiple secondary guys being out. And obviously, Tredavious White is still not there, but Micah Hyde not playing. 6,100 for two. Uh, this is a big game for the Dolphins. Dolphins are going to want to make a statement in this game, was. Yeah, I, you know, I, I looked at him as well. I just think he, he's in a player. He's just a quarterback that is going to be so highly owned on DraftKings, but uh, certainly understand why you like him. All right, running back, um, you know, this is a week where uh, I, I'm going to have my bet of the week on, on, on a particular player, so I'll save it for then. Uh, he's one of the top-ranked running backs. But uh, I'm going with Damian Harris this week, Wiz, uh, in a game against the Baltimore Ravens where I think Bill Belichick's going to want to control the clock a bit. Harris has looked particularly good so far. We thought maybe there'd be some shift in running back uh, in New England, that has not come to fruition at this point in, in, in time. I like Damian. I like Damian Harris this week at, at fifty six hundred. Was and I'm fading two running backs at the top. Uh, I don't know if uh, Justin Herbert's going to play, uh, and if he doesn't play, I think that really hurts Austin Eckler. So I'm fading, and it looks like it's trending in that direction with the way the line is moving. Uh, I'm going to fade that, and I'm fading Christian McCaffrey. I, I just hate the way the Carolina offense looks right now. I think there's going to be a change at head coach very, very soon in Carolina. Uh, but those are the two players that I'm fading with. So Damian Harris, uh, I think he's at 5,600, I believe, and I'm fading Eckler and Christian McCaffrey was. Yeah, my fade is uh, running back at the very top of the list, too, until I see otherwise, and it looks better, I'm fading Derrick Henry. Um, you know, I don't like anything about that Titan offense. Um, and again, at that price tag, uh, Henry is a fade for me at 8,100. Um, and then at running back, a couple of ones that I like. I, I think Joel Mixon gets it going today for the Bengals at 7,600. And I think Montgomery uh, against the Texans as well at 5,900 are two running backs um, that I like today. And then even further down, a little bit down the list, Jeff Wilson as well. So uh, my fade is another running back at uh, you know near the top. I'm going to fade Henry, and uh, my favorite running back I think is Joe Mixon this week. I think they're really going to get it going with him this week. Uh, one other player I do like was at running back, um, uh, Damian Pierce. Uh, dominated touches last week, and uh, I think that'll continue. I don't think the Bears are particularly good defense uh, or a particularly good football team. Uh, I look for Pierce to have a big game in, in this one. Uh, I think he's at fifty one hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely understand why you, you know, why you would uh, go in that route. Uh, let's move to running. Let's move to wide receiver. Um, I think, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster will have a much better game this week. He's a little bit further down the line. I think he's fifty-five hundred. Uh, I like Noah Brown. I'm going to keep going, you know, with that one, I think, with connection with Cooper Rush at 4,500. Uh, I think Donnell Mooney breaks out this week at 5,300. And I don't see any reason to jump off the Amon Ron St. Brown 
bandwagon. So I'm really liking him as well. So those four receivers. And then the two that I'm going to fade are McLaurin at 6,400. I just feel with Darius Slay probably shadowing him all game. That's going to be a difficult one. Maybe for him this week at 64. And DJ Moore kind of for the same reasons. Lattimore is probably going to be covering him most of the way. And I just don't look like that connection how it looks so far with uh, Baker Mayfield getting him the ball. So I'm feeling McLaurin at 64, and my other fade is DJ Moore at 5,600. Yeah, and, and you know, offenses are, are struggling here at the start of the year, and, and, and some of, uh, you know, what we're talking about, Wiz and I here, is not a reflection of exactly the player's ability. It's just the, the way the system is operating. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one place that I'm going to go this week as well, even though uh, – uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are, 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 were a Super Bowl uh, entrant for the AFC last year. That offensive line, the new offensive line, has played equally, maybe worse than last year's offensive line at this point in time. And, uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's going to impact the entire offense, right? I'm not saying that the Jets have a potent defense, but I'm fading Jamar Chase up at these levels with just, just for that reason. I just don't like the way the offense is operating. I have McLaurin as well for the exact same reasons we saw what Slay did uh, with Justin Jefferson last week. So I'm with you there. Um, staggering numbers for Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the sun god, who has put up, I think now – eight straight games where he's caught at least eight passes. Uh, he's caught a touchdown in seven of eight of those games. He's been dominating fantasy. There's no reason to shy away from that player. Um, Christian Kirk, I'm going to say for the same reason. I, I've talked about this player a lot. His his usage in this offense with in, in limited time with Trevor Lawrence has been it's just staggering the amount of targets that he's garnering. Uh, so at 6,200, I'm going to continue to play that player. I think Curtis Samuel has, has become a big part of this offense, especially with um, with no Brian Robinson at this point in time where you sprinkle in a few runs and these jet sweeps. Uh, he's healthy, 5,100. Uh, I like Curtis Samuel. I think Jacoby Myers is fine. He's going to play in this game. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens didn't defend the pass all too well uh, last week. Uh, Mac Jones goes early and often uh, and frequently to uh, to Jacoby Myers, and at five thousand, I like Jacoby Myers this week. Was all righty. Now, with that said, why don't you uh, take us out of tight end? Yeah, at tight end, uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to go in the same direction this week, but uh, I'm going with Kyle Pitts uh, this week against Seattle, whose defense is 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 not the same Legion of Boom as back in the day, and Tyler Higby has become. Really operating, uh, he's at 4,500, and uh, Pitts is at uh, 4,800. But uh, Higby is second in targets on this team, and uh, there's a comfort zone with St- uh, Stafford and him right now. Uh, so at this point in time, I'm not going to shy away from that player. Uh, in limited uh, action against the New England Patriots, uh, Mark Andrews has had more, more subdued results. Uh, we've talked a lot uh, on this particular podcast about what Belichick tries to do. Uh, so count me as one who's fading Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, my two plays are exactly the same. Kyle Pitts, 4,800. Higby at 4,500. And my fade, I was, I, I was thinking about Andrews, but I, I, I'm just going to fade the first week, George Kittle at 5,600. Um, I just have to see it, you know, that he's 
physical strength and all of that, the connection uh, that he's, you know, ready in football shape and at that price tag, he's going to be my fade. I get the Mark Andrews one, but uh, I just have to see the, the snap count on George Kittle um, first before uh, before I feel good about him. So I'm fading George Kittle for yep. 600. I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. Okay, break the slate, Wiz. You have, uh, how many players do you have in the break the slate? But- I just have one break the slate guy. You know, we try and pick a guy that at the minimum salary at one of these positions, break the slate guy. And for me, I think this is, could be Kenny Walker's coming out party for the Seahawks. Um I just feel he'll eventually take over this job, and and this could be the game, second game off the long layoff, the injury, the first game back, kind of got his feet wet. I think he could break out this week. So my break this late guy could be Kenny Walker uh, at home against the uh, the Falcons today. All right, that's an interesting one. All right, tomorrow you mean? <laughs> All right, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. All right, so. Um... Let's. I have three of them. Was uh, first guy. Uh, right. First guy is a tight end, and I'm just blown away by the amount of targets that this player has garnered so far. Uh, he has become the number one uh, target for the tight ends for the New Orleans Saints, and that's Juwan Johnson at 2,900. He's got 12 targets in two games. He's a big presence. He's a goal line presence. Uh, I think that's an intriguing pick for me in this particular game against Carolina. Uh, and two receivers, uh, when you have a coach talking your players up, uh, I know sometimes uh, maybe it's too obvious, but there's a lot of injuries with the Green Bay Packer receivers. Romeo Dubs had a tremendous uh, preseason. Uh, I don't think the Packers are going to have particular success running the football against Tampa Bay, so they're going to have to throw it. Um, so 3,800 Romeo dubs and a player that's intriguing me a lot was because Paris Campbell has played terribly. I know Matt Ryan and Jacksonville were ter- against Jacksonville was terrible last week. Pittman's coming back from the injury. Supposedly he's okay. But Ashton Doolin uh, is a player that intrigues me a lot was 3,900. Uh, he's slowly becoming the number two option at receiver, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's a, those are pretty, uh, interesting ones. Yeah, Doolin, uh, it's true. Paris Campbell really had an opportunity last week, did nothing. Uh, even though Pierce is coming back from the concussion this week, uh, Doolin is one that it looks like is a, a good rapport with uh, with Matt Ryan. So uh, those are good ones. And uh, let's get to um, let's get to the gambling aspect of it in terms of the games. Sides or under overs? Are there any games that you like this week? Yeah, I, I like three games, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add an addendum to one of the games in which I like. Um, so, I don't know if people realize that team futures. Um, you're able to still bet on 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 wins for teams in the NFL. It, it's a moving target, right? And uh, one of the teams that I liked before the season started was the Detroit Lions. Um, I think the Lions are one of the top four or five teams in, in the NFC right now, uh, by far. I think they can actually win this division. Uh, and I don't understand the line when it comes to regular season wins for the Lions at this point, because I think they can win four games in their division very, very easily. They played a tough Eagles team. Uh, last week they ran roughshod over, over Washington. Um, but for some strange reason, Wiz, that line for Lions wins is still six and a half. I don't get it. Uh, I hammered it again last week. Um, I'm just going to keep looking at the line. I think um, I like the Lions in this week at plus six against your Vikings, even though they're on the road. Um, I like the Ravens laying two and a half against New England. Uh, I think they'll win that football game. They'll overcome what what transpired with them last week. And uh, last but not least, the under in what I think is going to be a little bit of a slugfest, two good defenses, under 44 and a half 
in the Denver-San Fran game. Uh, I just think that's going to be that type of a football game. Russell Wilson and that offense are struggling. I don't know if Jerry Judy's going to play. Those are the three games that I like this was this week, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I looked at these games, and, uh, you know, I looked at the Ravens as well. That was a game that I was considering because I think the way they got hurt last week by that foot speed of those receivers from the Dolphins is not going to be something that's going to hurt them against the Patriots. They, they're they not that type of game. They're going to have Patriots going to play a physical game. And uh, I think that lends itself to playing in the hands of really the type of game that the Ravens want to play. But I'm just going to go with one game this week. I, I think the Colts are going to beat the Chiefs this week, uh, getting five and a half points. I, I look closely at the Chiefs' first two games. And um, the first game they played a, a Cardinal team that was completely depleted on both sides of the football. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Rondell Moore. Zach Ertz could barely walk around the field. He barely played a lot of snaps in that game. Uh, no Chandler Jones. So they were completely depleted. And in the second game, they got outplayed by the Chargers at home. If not for that 100-yard interception return for a touchdown, the Chargers outplayed them. They moved the ball up and down the field. I know the Colts have been terrible the first couple of weeks, but I think at home they're going to get that ground and pound going. And not only do I think they're going to cover the five and a half points, um, I think the Colts are going to win that game. So my one play is the Colts plus five and a half points. Yeah, I will tell you, I looked at that game as, as looking like a real sucker line. Um, because I think a lot of people are going to pile on the on the Chiefs in this game, and I and I don't disagree with with them definitely making it a close game. Um, winning is a bold call, of course. Alrighty, um, what do you have in terms of props this week? Well, it's kind of funny because uh, you you mentioned Derrick Henry. He's my play of the week this week. Was um, uh, I think Derrick Henry is going to be fed the ball? I don't know how many times, maybe thirty five times this week. Uh, I think he's going to eclipse that eighty one and a half yards. That's my play of the week this week in terms of prop. Uh, so it's kind of funny that you faded him, but you know, we, we don't talk about these things uh, beforehand, but I, I, I'm, I'm going a, a double dipper on uh, Derek Henry over 81 and a half yards. Uh, Joe Flacco and the bang uh, against the Bengals. Uh, I think same kind of game script where the jets are probably playing from behind. So I like two jet plays in this game. I like Flacco to com- uh, complete over 22 and a half um, passes in the game. And the other one was, I think the line every week has been too low on Michael Carter receptions. Uh, oh, sorry, receiving yards. It's 19 and a half. I'm, I'm taking the over there. Uh, I like Naheem Hines in this game where it was very strange last week. In the first in the first drive, the guy caught three passes and we didn't see him again. Uh, his receptions for this game are three and a half. I think there's going to be a little bit of a different football game. So I like Naheem Hines getting over three and a half catches in this in this particular ball game. Uh, I noticed that Raheem Mostert was on the field a lot more than Chase Edmonds last week. Uh, he also caught three passes. Um, this is one of those lines when I look at the receiving yards, and he has a hop in his step as well. Uh, seven and a half yards receiving Raheem Mostert. I'm going over Raheem Mostert, seven and a half receiving yards. Uh, I mentioned Damian Harris, 45 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the over there. And uh, Eckler, 52 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the under there, Wiz. Interesting ones. You know, go, going back to the Henry one, I think both things could be true. You could hit your over, but at $8,100, he could still be a fade. Uh, depends on, like, you know, exactly how many yards he gets. But uh, I understand that, especially the game flow, you think, is the Titans having to leave and giving him the ball. Uh, yeah, and, and just to that, that and just, just to that point, Wiz, when we're looking at these uh, prop bets, a lot of t- well, most times you and I are trying to really understand and 
uh, you know, basically predict game flow. That has a lot to do with what we, when we're putting decisions into play here. I just wanted to make sure that, that I mentioned that. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no question about that. That is a, a key, key part, a com- key component with all of this. And I just love one um, prop wager this week. I'm not messing around. I think the line is wrong on this. I'm going over Justin Jefferson, 96 and a half yards receiving. Um, he's a different player. I mean, he's a, he's a great receiver, but at home, he's just unstoppable. Um, he's gone over 100 yards receiving, eight out of the last 11 Viking home games. That's all the way dating back to the end of his rookie year. Um, the last five times Justin Jefferson has gone uh, and on, on the road and has gone under 100 yards, the next time that they've played at home, he's gone over 100 yards, five times in a row. I just think the line is wrong. Uh, I know they make these things, uh, uh, you know, they, they, when you're looking at it, people think, oh, 96 and a half yards is high. I think they're 20 yards off. I really think it should be like around 115 yards um, at home against a Lions defense that got absolutely annihilated by A.J. Brown in week two. McLaurin got him. Curtis Samuel got him. The Vikings really don't spread the ball out the way the Washington football team does, and, and like three or four guys caught like over five passes. So I'm loving Justin Jefferson over 96 and a half yards. I think that's a gimme, um, and I just think the line is off. I think it should be closer to 115 or 120 yards receiving. Yeah, the interesting part is um, he's played against the Lions four times, and the last three times, his rookie year, he only caught 64 yards worth of passes, uh, but the last three, he's been over 120 uh, each of the last three. Very nice. I see you doing your due diligence on Justin Jefferson as well. Very yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I love the player, but but he's, he's been very dominating. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, we're having fun with this. Obviously, um, it, this is not easy. Uh, I was very pleased last week with my uh, my pick of the week, which was Eno Benjamin, uh, which was which was a nice one. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I would say as time goes on, we'll become more comfortable. We'll be doing more and more of these. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to get our feet wet a little bit as well. I, I definitely have more this week than I've had in the previous two weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, the, the Deontay Johnson one on Thursday where I double dipped was 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 easy. That was that was almost both almost one at halftime. He had four for forty eight um at halftime and he was four and a half and fifty four and a half to the game. That that one was easy. But to me the difficulty comes with all of these guys we get not quite sure of the status and it just doesn't only affect that player. It really affects the surrounding players as well. So um as the season goes on, get a little easier, I think, when it gets, at least for me, when it comes to these prop steps and, uh, and being decisive uh, and, and with what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely, Wiz. All right, fantastic job as always. Uh, this is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing. Uh, I think if you're following us, you're, you're going to win some money, uh, which is a good thing. Um, but hopefully you're also finding it uh, to be very educational. So, Wiz, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the games. Uh, good luck, and uh, we will talk next week. All right. Appreciate that.